What's good, my 26 years in the past babies? It's crazy that y'all will be 26 years older in the modern times, the era from which my voice vibrates to y'all's ear hairs. I am hitting you live from the future in the the past. From 694.2 PTBP, y'all know who it is, Wolf the Damn Dog. Here to stick my metaphorical tongue in your very real ears. That's real nasty right there. But it's true. Y'all need to keep that volume dial cranked up because I'm about to crank out some community love to me, Wolf the Dog. Now that's some real self-love, y'all. This week's Howlin' with Wolf is from Dave Bruno over at the Mythos Mystery Society, who tweeted about the show and tagged that pretending pod, which as we all know, is a very cool thing to do. He writes, Dear Mr. Wolf, We here at the Mythos Mystery Society have been listening to your show and applaud your efforts for presenting the horrifying truths of cosmic entities to the common folk. Our methods of shouting from our headquarters rooftops at any passers-by has been largely unsuccessful in comparison. We would like to let you know that if the good boys of Contention PD need assistance, the MMS has a no-case-too-strange policy and are happy to help spread the word. Cordially, Dave Bruno. Y'all, never give up when it comes to shouting at strangers from unseen positions. If I may give some tips to get the attention of the masses beneath you, throw some giblets on them. Y'all got a slop bucket? Better get a slop bucket. What kind of juices do y'all secrete? Get on that. I'd uh, let the contention PD know, but uh, we aren't on speaking terms right now. But thanks, Dave. If you want to be cool like Dave... And write up something for old Wolfie to howl. You know the deal. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, perhaps? If you want to talk about the show with other listeners, you can find them on the subreddit and the Discord. If you want to support the show with money, you can get bonus episodes and other rewards at patreon.com slash pretendingpod. If you want to get a quick recap of what's going on, don't touch that uncle fucking dial. Because right now is the most perfect time for the news. Charles Digby, Roger, and Angela Fairfield, Walter and Alan Grimes, and Bradley Cooper met with James, the executive director of Calm Comfy Campground. During orientation, a game of two truths and a lie got a little out of hand. The group was then led to the boathouse to meet Jack Russell. The boatman. He was an odd guy who warned the group to never go out alone in a canoe on the brackish water of Lake Calm. The past doesn't seem nearly as fucked as the present. I bet it definitely stays that way. No way things get weirder and weirder and spin out of control. Nope. So stay calm, friends. Stay comfy. Turn yourselves down. But turn up that radio. It's Dream Girl with Pretty Sexual.
Hi, Thomas. Hi, Zach. So, Bradley Cooper is standing with his key in hand in it's front of- just us. You can call him Martin Cupertino. You're so right. Martin Cupertino is standing key in hand to cottage number five, and you're standing right in front of this beautiful little cottage. You've walked down those uh, same kind of uh, cobblestone path to get to your cottage, and it is by itself secluded by all these trees and bushes and stuff. And it's in a little opening space. It's quite lovely. And there's a front door with a window to the side. And you are home for the weekend. He eyes it all up and kind of huffs and says, cozy. And goes in. Yeah, and when you walk in, it is equally cozy inside. There is a fireplace and it's fully decorated in a sort of like not quite lake house kind of uh, decorations. A little bit higher level, but it's still rusty. Yeah. Yeah. And so your bags are up in your room, which is on the second level. And it's a loft by itself up a staircase and there's a bathroom attached and then downstairs there's like a living room there's a little study and there's a kitchen I prepare a small meal of fresh fruits and vegetables that I bought at a local market before I came here and while those are simmering I'm meditating on the floor but not very well because I'm paying attention to the the cooking vegetables what does your mind keep wandering to when you're trying to meditate (sighs) fucking off-white Off-white, uh, fuck. I told him, I told him it had to be off-white, but I think it should be ivory. It's gotta be ivory, god damn it. That and the, and the smell of the cooking vegetables, but he's trying to just focus on breathe. Just breathe, Martin. Breathe. In and out. Just focus on your breathing. Ivory would be revolutionary. (laughs) And after he eats the meal, he's going to take out... A biography of uh, Hannibal Barca, the general across the Alps to invade Rome. And he's going to read that for a while. And after some time, he's going to kind of look around and see if it doesn't look like things have quieted down outside. And if they have, he's going to make his way down to the boathouse and take a canoe out to the middle of the lake on his own. All right, cool. So as you're walking around the cottage, you come down the stairs after doing a little bit of reading. And as you're making your way out to the front door, you step on this wood panel beneath you and it is extremely loose to the point where it almost slides out completely. Goddamn, I almost slipped on this slidey and loose panel. I could sue. Oh, anyway, I guess I'll take a look at it though. What? What's underneath the panel? Yeah, what's underneath the panel? Who knows? But it is definitely a gym bag. There's a gym bag hidden underneath this panel. A you have to bag? grab another panel and move it to the side in order to get the bag up out of there. I get the bag up out of there. When you get the bag up out of there, you open it up and inside it is filled with cash money. There's also a passport. There are many cassette tapes and there is a map. It's a map of the calm, comfy campground with Lake Calm and then all of the wilderness around it. And the map leads to a spot far away from here in the wilderness and it is circled and it says the door there's also bottled water snacks and a syringe that is filled with a clear substance i am going to pocket the map and with a quick visual estimation how much money do i think is in here at least 10 grand okay 
I look at the passport. Uh, the passport is for a man named Jack Russell, and you'd recognize the picture as the man who is the boatman. I'd recognize those fuzzy cheeks anyway. <laughs> F- fluffy. <laughs> fuzzy cheeks, fluffy bags. Mm. Full eyes, clear heart. Fluffy eyes. Can't lose. Looks like Jack was ready to get out of here in a hurry. Do the tapes, the cassettes have any kind of markings on them? Any like side A of Jack explains the mystery. <laughs> They're all labeled with like Jack Russell number 532, Jack Russell number 533, Jack Russell 534, Jack Russell 535. Was there a stereo, a cassette player in my room? There's not. Mm. How many tapes are there? How many did I just say? Uh, six I think or seven. Four. 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 Okay. We'll a, go with four. A pocketable amount. Yeah. I pocket them. Okay. I guess I, I take the passport to have leverage. Um, <laughs> he doesn't care about the money. He just covers that back up. There's also the bottled water, snacks, and oh, a right. syringe filled with a clear substance. What kind of snacks? Rolos, combos, mm-hmm. bugles, and a bunch of nuts and some hard meat. Okay. He takes the nuts. Uh, and starts snacking on them as he considers his next move. Yeah, they're uh, pistachios without the shell. It's the kind of thing that's going to make our country lazy. <laughs> Zach loves pistachios without the shell. It hurts my hands. Zach's lazy. <laughs> Zach's the kind of thing that's going to make our country lazy. That is accurate. <laughs> uh, is there an employee parking lot? Uh, you have seen no cars on no this cars. island. How did I get here? Roll sanity. Uh-huh. I figured it was something like that. <laughs> uh, 51. Fuck. On a 50. God damn it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and lose one sanity. Okay. As you cannot, for the life of you, remember getting here. You can like vaguely remember being in your car. But then, like, you don't even remember taking a boat to get on the island. You were just standing there at 6 o'clock, not the time, the position, Mm -hmm. and you don't have any memory of coming to this island. If I say gaze out at the far shore of the lake. Say it. Does it maybe look like we're moving? Oh, interesting. Roll some sort of science or survival or anything that you can think of that would be helpful to deduce this. Just intelligence. Yeah, you can roll intelligence. Okay. Uh, 31 on a 70. The island does not seem to be moving. Okay. Mm. Okay. There was, I didn't notice any stereo or anything at the boathouse. No. And you didn't see anything when you were in the lobby or in the meeting room either. But you also haven't been up to Jack Russell's apartment, and you haven't been in the rest of the main house. Hmm. I think I need to go find that Metallica kid. Maybe he had a Walkman. Hell yeah. Do you remember where he was staying? Uh, no, absolutely not. No, he got his room assignment and left. Went straight there. Okay, what would you like to do? I put everything back. Well, I, I take the tapes out. I keep the tapes in the map, but I put everything else back in the hiding spot. Okay. I go and unlock my luggage and lock the tapes back up inside it. And then uh, he's going to go back down to the boathouse and <laughs> take his canoe. Okay, he's, sounds good. He's still, like, he's like, this place is weird, but uh, I've really got to focus for the launch of Cube, so. I'm sorry, for the what? The launch of Cube, voice in my head. <laughs> cube, 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 it's going to be huge. 
I've got a lunch cube. Cube. (laughs) Martin Cupertino, as you make your way out to the boathouse, you are unmolested. I'm going to say something else. You do not see anyone on your way out and about, and you get to the boathouse, and it seems that Jack Russell is up in his apartment, and these six canoes are all looking you dead in the face. I look him dead back. What are you looking at? And I grab a life vest and a paddle, and I go out on a canoe. And you just hear this echo in your back of your head. That's, That's why we always stick, stick to two in a canoe. He actually doesn't hear that echo. <laughs> the 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 listener might, but um, <laughs> as soon as he actually heard that the first time, he was like very specifically just thinking about like how it did not apply to him. <laughs> Are you comfortable on the water? He is actually. He was a high school swimmer. He grew up uh, in California and did did some nature things. He he really grew up with an appreciation of the. Uh, California's natural spaces. And so, yeah, he knows, he knows his way around a canoe. All right. Sounds good. So you go out on the water. Oh, God. I should have asked for a joint from that girl. Anyway, all I want to do now is row out. There's not necessarily a middle of this ring-like lake, but I'm going to go. It's a lifesaver. It's a lifesaver. Or a donut. I'm going to go to the middle part of the ring. Okay. You know? The thick of the lifesaver. Yeah. As far from either shore as I can get. And I'm gonna paddle out there, lean back in my canoe, and meditate on Cube. Do you come up with anything? I'm starting to second guess the whole ivory thing. (laughs) I don't know why that got me. (laughs) Well, I'm coming back to cream. Bone is also an option, but that's really close to ivory. Roll alertness for me. Yes, okay. That's not, that's a D20. <laughs> 36, uh, 39 on a, I think I gave myself a little bit here, 45. Oh, nice. So when you're out there, you decide on cream. And at that exact moment, you hear, and looking over, you see the tail end of something dip down into the inky black water of Lake Calm and you see ripples slowly moving toward you. He assumes a uh, a karate stance. He stands up in the boat. <laughs> Which is it's it's kind of feasible because he's only like 5 foot 7, so Yeah. It, it doesn't move it around too much when he stands up in sure. there. But he's yeah, and he I'd like to have you roll in athletics. He check. honestly looks like he knows what he's doing. Um, what is your athletics? I think it's pretty good. If it's good enough, you don't have to roll. Uh, 65. Oh, yeah. Then you are good. Okay. He gets into like an Elvis karate pose, and he's like, what is this? Industrial espionage. And the lake does not reply. He keeps an eye out for a while, and then anything? Nothing. Cream won't do. And he rows back. <laughs> he rows back to the, uh, the boathouse. Uh, you get back there, and it's still quiet on all fronts, so you can put everything back in peace uh, and he does do I see a light on in any of the other cabins that's uh, a question we can't really yeah, answer a, yeah, I, I haven't first. recorded the other ones <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I was like you don't see anyone I hope <laughs> as you yeah. go out to the <laughs> well and if I leave right after this I hope no one sees me <laughs>
<laughs> Go ahead and roll stealth for me if you're trying to be sneaky. That way I have it for later. Oh, he's not, honestly. Oh, he's not um, even trying? No, no, no. That makes he, sense. No, he... He doesn't give a fuck. He's paying a lot to be here. That is, yes. And it's a goddamn lake trip, and he is very confident. He's going to use the lake. He knows how to canoe. <laughs> he knows karate. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, he's going to go back to the cabin, and I'm going to study that map a little bit. Does it look like what I think this place should look like? It looks exactly like what you think this place should look like. And okay. you see that the trail that was pointed out to you earlier by Jack Russell if you took that trail, you would only need to dip off about halfway through the trail to go off trail to get to where it is marked the door. Okay. Hmm. What are the odds that I brought a Walkman? <laughs> I want to say zero, so I'm gonna. Okay. You have a CD player, but you don't have any you don't oh, have a cassette player. That's so true, yeah. Is, so yeah, you do have a Walkman. <laughs> yeah, but not the kind I want. Um he he gets really annoyed at other people for not being early enough adapters. <laughs> it's 26 years ago. Get with the times. Shit. That was a terrible laugh. I'd like to, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was really scary. Fuck. I'm kind of getting invested in this mystery. I guess I do have to find the Metallica kid. But, uh, but not tonight. And uh, right as he says that, uh, a little beeper goes off on his on his watch it's on perfect. his digital watch, and he's like, "Ooh, bedtime!" <laughs> and to sleep you go. Yep, he gets into some uh, some really nice uh, pajamas. Oh hell like, yeah! It's a little incongruous with what he's been wearing the rest of the day. Sure, but this is this is some good sleepwear. High thread count. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Hello, Joe. Hello, Zach. What's up, man? What's up, man? What's up, dude? What's up, dude? How you living? How you living? Large as hell. Large as hell. All right, so. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. I can't do that. (laughs) You got me. Roger and Angela Fairfield are standing in front of cottage number nine. You've got the key in your hand with the little keychain hanging down that says number nine right on it, and you're staring at this beautiful little cozy little cottage. It's in its own little clearing, so there's trees all over, but yeah, there there's an opening for this cottage to be, and you've got a front door and a window in the front. Seems to be a two-story with a loft as the second story from what you can tell outside. You said uh, just a window? It's not like nice glass or anything like that? Like well, it's, it's a nice glass, little bay window, sure. Okay, gotcha. I'm getting a picture. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a chimney, brick chimney, and when you go in, it's equally as like rustic and charming and modern as the main big house was, and you see that there is a living room, there's a study, and there's a kitchen, and then when you go up the stairs, there's the lofted bedroom with a bathroom attached. Is the kitchen a fully fully equipped kitchen? It is fully stocked, and as you guys are in there, actually, Angela starts cooking, like, immediately. She's like, I'm just, like, a little hungry, and you notice that as she's moving around the kitchen, she seems to know where everything is. She's just, like, opening up drawers and grabbing what she needs. Honey, have you ever have you ever stayed here before? Have you been to the Common Comfy Campground without me? No. You seem to know your way around that kitchen pretty dang well. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like this kitchen is set up so intuitively. It's like everything is where you expect it to be. That's that's handy. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. What do you want? What do they got? Well, I'm making just like an omelet with some bacon, and I figured maybe maybe some biscuits. Make it too. All right, will do. I'm going to go and uh, put on my pajamas. And you head off, and she continues cooking. You can hear her kind of humming to herself from upstairs. And looking around the bedroom, it's just nicely decorated. Everything is there for you. There's... Um, I was going to say there's phone chargers like ready to go, but that's silly. <laughs> I was like, what's the nicest amenity I can think of? It's just a phone charger already waiting got for you. USB outlets everywhere. Dude, it's fucking <laughs> sick, man. God. <laughs> and yeah, there's a nice big bathroom up there that's attached. Roger is changing into some really nice silk pajamas. Oh, hell yeah. What color are they? Uh, gold. <laughs> <laughs> Tight. You take your time changing, and when you come down, she's finishing up cooking. I uh, I sit at the table. Okay, so I did your eggs in an omelet, like I said I was going to, even though like they kind of split like halfway, and so I was like, should I scramble? Should I omelet? I just didn't know. So whatever, it's a, uh, it's fine. And you look down, it's a beautiful omelet. I was about to ask, is she a good cook? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, says Joe. Can I get, <laughs> can, can I get that omelet? <laughs> yeah. I'll be right back. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Angie. This, this looks great. You deserve it. <laughs> well, I mean, thanks. I don't. I don't know that I did anything in particular, but I just thought that you were just so open and ready for the experience, and that just means so much to me. You know, you've you've talked a lot about me being open and receptive and. And as I'm saying this, I'm kind of holding my hand out. I'm going to hold her hand in mine. It's, it's. Am I doing the right thing? Is this is this exactly what you want me to do? I, I'm I'm willing to work on whatever you need me to work on. It's just like communication and being being available to talk about anything. Like I just feel like with your work and everything, you just keep everything so bottled up. I don't want that for us. I understand you. You, you want you want. You want open lines of communication, which maybe I can, I can work on. I, I, I can do that. Are, are, are you willing to maybe meet me halfway? Halfway? I'm going full way, baby. I pull my hand that I'm holding her hands. I pull the sleeve up and I, I'm showing the track marks to the room to us. Can you tell me about these, hun? I, I haven't seen those before. Roll human. I don't think I have any. <laughs> Oh, I got the, I got the baseline ten percent. All right. Ooh, it was close, but no cigar. It's a twenty six. She immediately is like, "Well, you know, I had to get all those shots for when we go overseas next time, when I'm going to visit you on your trip over on the new dig site." Did Roger have these? Does Roger know about these shots? For, are they a real thing? They are a real thing. Oh. The, the, the vaccinations, they, they did that to your arm? Yeah, it doesn't it look crazy? I sure my arm where I got those two, and it's nothing there. No, it doesn't look yeah, like that Yeah, no, at this, all. Is, this is what mine looks like. This is... Oh, my... Lucky? Oh, my big, strong man. Are just, you sure those aren't infected? Should we maybe see a doctor? Oh, or? shit. I didn't even think about that. Does it does it hurt? Do they... It doesn't really hurt, and she, like, presses on it. It's like, no, it's... It's fine. I honestly didn't even really think about it. Otherwise, I would have said something. I'm so sorry. You were, you were scared. Oh, did you think I was a drug addict? I thought maybe something had happened that you were 
afraid to tell me. And this whole time, if I would have just been shooting up in the bathroom, that's crazy. <laughs> I tell you what, I am embarrassed to uh, have even brought it up, hon. Oh my God, you. Uh, Roger does feel embarrassed. He's, Good. He's, he's buying. You fucking the- <laughs> should. He's buying the story. She's your wife. <laughs> Claiming she's like into heroin or some shit. I get it's 26 years ago and that might be popular, but damn. Angie, I gotta, I gotta tell you, it's honestly a relief that that's not what I thought it was. Of course it's not. You know me so much better than that. I have my vices, but they're not that. Also, I do have pot. Sorry about that. I should have told you. I, I was a little thrown off by that, but I figured, you know, this is part of the being open thing. We're not going to get in trouble out here, I don't think. No, I don't think so. With these big skies and everything, too, I thought we could just, like, smoke and look up at the stars. Will you make me a promise, though? That uh, you won't go out in those canoes while you're high. I just, the Jack made it sound like there's always a danger out there and I don't want you. Babe, if we're out on those canoes, it'll just be with me and you and you'll know if I'm getting high. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I I, I feel better about all this. This is nice. This is really nice. I'm glad you thought to bring us out here. And you guys continue conversing while you finish up eating. And then she's like, I actually, I do not feel good. Something maybe in those eggs. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm feeling fine. Um, it's just that. Oh, oh God. Oh, yeah, honey. no, sorry. I, I'm going to call it a night. I understand. I'll, I'll do, I'll clean up down here and I'll, I'll meet you up there. Do you want, you want me to bring you a mug of tea or something? Anything? Just a glass of water by my bed, please. All righty. I guess we do that. (laughs) She goes upstairs and you are left alone in the cottage. You doing anything before you turn in? Uh, You know what I will do is I will do what I just said. I'll clean the the dishes and I'll bring her up a glass. And as I set it down on the nightstand, I'm uh, going to see what they have to read. Maybe maybe sit in the den for a minute and I'll I'll be up here in in an hour or so. How's how's that sound? Oh, she's asleep. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, she's gone. (laughs) Honey? You said that. Honey, wake up. Honey? <laughs> what, what? I'm going to read for a while. Jim, you're not even... Shouldn't uh, be here. It's J- Jim, honey? And she's asleep. Holy shit. Roger is wondering about that, but he's, he's going to let her let the sick, sick wife sleep. Maybe talk about that later. <laughs> Fucking boomed you. Uh, but I do want to go downstairs and see if... The, like you said, there was a study, right? There's a study. What yeah. kind of what kind of literature do they have in on the bookshelves? There's a vast array of different styles of uh, literature in this study, and you can find really maybe anything that you're looking for if it's vague enough. <laughs> I would like the history of the calm, comfy campgrounds. Oh, that's that's for sure not there. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, no. So Roger. Audience, if you haven't been able to tell by my actions so far, he wasn't exactly the one who decided to go on this trip. But now that he's here and he really wants to work on this with his wife, he's going to start to embrace this forestry lifestyle. Like half of it is self-help. <laughs> well, right? well, yeah, I was going to say that he gets he wants to pull down like a local flora and fauna like textbook. And you can just start reading about the trees and the plants all around this neck of the woods. And he's uh, he's kind of settling into an, an armchair and uh, trying to put himself in the mindset of a of a guy who's at a campground and he's reading about trees. 
pages. And you're 15 pages in before you fucking fall asleep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's a chance Roger would be really into it. <laughs> he might be taken by it. <laughs> he gets 30 pages in. There it then... is. There it is. <laughs> and then with that, you nod off with the book just kind of slumping onto your belly as you're sitting in this nice comfy chair. I like it. Hey, Luke. Kingston. Oh, God. Thank you. That's what I was yeah, looking for. Yeah, I'm sure Jesus. you were. So, Walter Grimes is standing outside of cottage number three with his father, Alan Grimes, who is standing right behind you. And the two of you are in this clearing where your cottage is, surrounded by all this lush forest green. And, uh, yeah, Alan grabs the key up out of his pocket and is like, okay, let's go on in and... Uh, probably call it a night walking in you see a living room uh there's a study on this floor and there's a kitchen and then there's stairs that go up to a lofted bedroom that has two queen-size beds and a bathroom attached where does alan go alan immediately heads to the kitchen and just grabs some tea and puts on a kettle i uh, walk over to the refrigerator and i open it up is there anything it is fully stocked as I open the refrigerator, I look at Alan and I go, Father, would you like me to prepare you any food? That would be fantastic. What would you like? There's pretty much everything you could ask for in here. Breakfast? Eggs and bacon? Yeah, sounds good to me. So I pull out three eggs, some bacon, pour them a glass of milk, make an omelet, and cook up some bacon yeah and he's gonna go into the other room and you hear him flick on the tv and start changing channels with his tea while you do that curiously i break off a little piece of the bacon very crisp by the way i was curious yeah uh i break off a little piece of the bacon and i put it in my mouth and i chew it i masticate yuck and i attempt to swallow sure and when I swallow, it is immediately rejected out of my body. Not puke, but like just sent back into my mouth and I spit it out. And in my mind, I, I think, I wish that I could enjoy this like he does. And then I bring him his breakfast for dinner. As you walk into the room, you see that the channels are flipping from channel to channel to channel to channel at a rapid pace. At one point, Wheel of Fortune comes up. Sure. I see the clue is just things, and there's no letters on the board, and I immediately guess, beer-battered rock shrimp. <laughs> and then uh, they spin the wheel, and they guess B. Oh my, oh my God, that was incredible. I wish that this was fun for me as well. Here you go. And he flips to another channel, and when it flips to the next channel, the picture is a square instead of a rectangle, like is the shape of the TV. And the square picture is in black and white, and it is the living room entryway of a cottage that looks identical to the cottage that you are in. So it looks like like video, um, like surveillance. Surveillance video. Yes. What? what? What is going on? I stand there and I just continue looking at the video. You see that Bradley Cooper makes his way into frame and seems to step on something on his way to the front door. So in the entryway, in between the stairs and the front door, 
Bradley Cooper steps on something and immediately looks down and then you see him get down on his knees and he pulls a wooden plank off of the floor, looks into it and then he grabs another wood plank and moves it and then he grabs a black duffel bag out of the floorboards. And when he opens it, you can't quite see what is inside, but then he pulls out this piece of paper that is folded up that he kind of looks at for a second, refolds it, and puts it back. And then he grabs four cassette tapes. Um, while he does that, make me roll something for this, but uh, I zoom and enhance <laughs> with my eyeballs. Well, you <laughs> My eyeballs in quotation marks. My cameras. Okay. Go ahead and roll search. Seven. Holy shit. Okay, roll a d10. Four. Okay, so add four to that skill. So we'll take the time right now Uh, to explain to the listeners what the deal is with Walter Grimes. I gave Walter Grimes 30 skill points on almost every Pretty much skill, everything. Yeah. Almost every skill except for... Everything except like unnatural yeah. um, firearms. firearms and unarmed combat. Yeah, and like heavy artillery and yeah. shit like that. The yeah. But the besides that, he's got 30% ones. in everything. And I've told you that every time you roll, whether you succeed or fail, you learn something and you gain a D10. So right now, uh, I've got 30 on everything except... Search, I now have 34. And surgery, <laughs> I have a 33. Fantastic. <laughs> surgery, of all things. I think uh, when I was like, oh, I've got a 30 in surgery, they were like, what? <laughs> Yeah, Thomas was looking at your character sheet like, what the fuck? And then I think he saw that you have 30 on everything and yeah. was like, uh, that's not right. Because well, I don't want to give away I'm a freaking robot. But, uh, <laughs> I lean into it a little bit, but I'm hoping that they haven't. I did say... um Something along the lines of like, I have the same hit, hips that I was made with. Yeah, you definitely and, said made. And Joe gave me a look of like, God. Like, kind of like, ooh. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. Well, we'll see if he wrote it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you zoom in with your eyes onto this TV screen, and somehow the picture clears up enough in where you're looking for you to see that the map that he pulled out is of Calm Comfy Campground, and he kind of ran his finger- Of the island. Of the island, and the the greenery around the island of the lake. And he kind of pointed at a point at the top there. Can I make a mental note for my character of where he pointed to? Yeah, sure, it's in the northeast quadrant of the map. Gotcha. You also see him pull out four cassettes and you just see a name on all of them and then a number afterward. And it says Jack Russell, number 300 and and then something. All four of them are 300 and something. Alan looks at you and he's like, we gotta, I guess we should look around to see if there's cameras like that in, in in this cottage. I think you might need to look for um, cameras, and I'm going to look underneath the floorboards by the entrance. Smart. So uh, go ahead and roll search. 16. Oh, you pry up some of the floorboards. They're not easy to get up, but you... Well, I shove my fingers. There's, like, I find one little spot that the floorboards aren't completely touching each other and I shove my entire hand down into it 
some of my silicone skin rips a bit and blood comes out but then i have enough grip underneath the floorboard and i rip it out pull it up and looking down there you see absolutely nothing and alan comes up behind you and he's like okay thankfully there are no cameras in this cottage it must just be in that one Band-Aid? Oh, God. Oh, God. Yes, of course. And he goes and grabs a Band-Aid, throws it on you, and then is like, okay, enough of all this nonsense. I'm going to bed for the night. You did a great job today, Walter, and I think that you'll do even better moving forward. I think we're definitely, I think you've convinced them so far, and if you can make it through this thing, we're on to the next step. Do you need me to tuck you in? Yes, please. I, I follow Alan to the bedroom. He lays in bed and... I very mechanically, like, tuck him into bed, and I place my hand on his forehead. Good night, Father. I will discontinue soon. Good night, Walter. You can just say you're going to sleep. I will go to sleep soon. And he is out like a light pretty quick. Walter stands there watching him until he goes to sleep. Uh, He walks out of the bedroom. He takes up the floorboard that he had ripped out earlier, places it back where it came from, kind of like stomps on it to like put it in place. Yeah. And then does a little tour of the house, just walking around looking at every little piece of each room. He goes next to the door uh, where Alan is sleeping. He looks down at his shoes. He reaches behind his head and presses on a pressure point on his head. The matrix spot. And his piercing blue eyes turn to completely black, and he's out. Perfect. (laughs) Hey, Justin. Hello. So, Charles Digby is standing outside of cottage number seven. He's got the key in hand with the nice little keychain rubber with the number seven on it. It says, calm, comfy, campground. And looking at this cottage, it's quaint. It's cute. It's uh, got a little brick chimney and a front door with a window right next to it. And the front door is painted red because that's nice. How calm is it? Oh, dude, it's calm as shit. You can't hear anything. The only thing that you hear is the wind. And looking up, you see the beautiful stars above you. Mildly off-putting that there's no sounds out here. Pretty weird, to be honest. Can you hear crickets? No, you cannot. Unsettled. (laughs) So when you go into the cottage, you are going to find a living room. And that's in the entryway. And then back there's a study. And there's also a kitchen on the main floor. And then up the stairs, there's a lofted bedroom with a bathroom attached. I'm going to go to the kitchen and make myself a little cup of coffee. For sure. Anything in it? No, just black. Absolutely. Sad coffee. Sad coffee. My favorite (laughs) kind, personally. Sad coffee for a sad boy. (laughs) (laughs) What's Charles thinking about as he's going through here? Charles is thinking about just how, how he got here. He's wondering if this is all a mistake. He's not used to opening up to anybody. He's thinking about his past relationship and how she would have enjoyed being at this kind of outdoorsy place and how he, being from the city, does not particularly enjoy it, although he's trying his best. With your cup of coffee, are you going straight to bed? Are you the type to take caffeine right before sleep? Yes. Oh, this is, shit. This is, his, this is like kind of his nightly ritual. Gotcha. He does the whole like 
slug down some coffee and then lay down and try to fall asleep. <laughs> Let your brain just and fucking just, like, go. Get, yeah, it's weird. So as you're laying there, staring up at the ceiling, ceiling fan going round and round and round, five blades on the ceiling fan. You kind of like focus your eye on one of them as it goes. Yeah. And then you hear from underneath the bed. Hello? Is it like someone the floor below me? It does not sound like it's on the floor below you. It sounds like it is under the bed. I like immediately like, like I just like get out of bed, like freak out, cover, like fling covers off, like. Like, you know how sometimes you wake in a dream where a spider is coming down onto your face? I don't know if I'm the only person who has this all the time. <laughs> you it's could ask Joe. Fucking he fucking horrifying. hates spiders. I have that where I literally will have like a right before I wake up, it looks like a spider is like from its web, like coming down onto my face and I will spring out of my bed <laughs> and throw my covers off the bed. Holy shit. I've literally never sprung out of bed. It's bad. Sometimes I get sprung in bed. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta leave that out. <laughs> Just like like a knee-jerk reaction of like, what the fuck? And like look under under look under the bed immediately. Yeah, under the bed there is a little walkie-talkie down there and it goes. Hello? Oh fuck. Okay. And then he uh grabs it, relieved that it is not <laughs> Yeah. A little creepy person or something. Right? Yeah, there. that would be worse. Activates it and is like, hi. Oh, oh, hello, sir. Who is this? Oh, you know, is, is this Charles Digby? This is he. Who are you? Oh, I just wanted to know if you figured it out yet. What, what am I supposed to be figuring out? The reason why you're here. I mean, that's it's kind of private why I'm here. <laughs> Okay, sleep well. We'll talk later. Charles gets like a shiver up his spine and is like, what the fuck? Wait, wait. And tries to talk again. Yeah, it's just a walkie-talkie so you can talk all you want. Who are you? What's going on here? How did you know I was going to be here? And there's nothing. It's like, fuck. (laughs) But he puts it on the nightstand next to him anyway. Nice. And lays back down but is like staring, fucking just dead eyes staring at it. Just waiting, kind of. You don't turn it off, you leave it on? Yes. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it on. For a while, at least. Until nothing happens, and then maybe I'll turn it off. To try and get some sleepies, eventually. But he's very, uh, perturbed. (laughs) Yeah, seemingly. (laughs) Was this a a young girl's voice, maybe? It was a young girl's voice. Interesting. (laughs) Is there anything else I can ask? You can ask anything you want, baby. Welcome to the show. Did I hear the girl's voice earlier? You did not. Whenever I was okay, I assumed I didn't. And did I see her with a walkie-talkie earlier when she you was fussing with? Okay, so yeah, my I would I would assume that this is that. I also take my notebook out of the night drawer. Absolutely. Take a couple notes of some spooks and then uh, put that back in. Lay back down, even though I'm like kind of adrenal adrenalized. Adrenaled. <laughs> Filled with adrenaline. You got adrenalized. <laughs> Sorry. You should say that more when you scare people with your spooky stuff. You You're say. right. And then you just got fucking scared, bro. And while the creep spines down your neck, you get adrenalized, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> or fatherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would lay back down, kind of just wondering to myself what the fuck was that? And just like stare back at the thing 
But then I think he would be restless, get out of bed, look out the window. Oh, interesting. Kind of try and look out, see if he can see anything. Go ahead and roll search for me. Okay. fail okay i'm going bad today <laughs> i am I, I am sorry that you don't learn the information that i would have given you <laughs> you're like here's the you would have solved everything the entire, like, <laughs> if you just would have rolled right once. yeah i always make my scenarios where if you just succeed on a single search roll <laughs> you'll learn everything do you keep searching <laughs> You get fucking tuckered out staring out this window. The something about the deadness of the night is just wearing you thin, and that coffee is not enough to keep you standing. I conk back out, lay back down. No covers this time, though. Ooh. Just, like, laying, staring directly up. Back sleeper. What the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck indeed. (laughs) 